BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. A Minnesota jury hands down a verdict for Derek Shelvin. Michaela Bryant is shot by a police officer in Columbus, Ohio. And Adam Toledo is also shot by a police officer in Chicago, Illinois. Today on the Conservative Connection. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. Conservative Connection with Corn and Crow. Come on, man. So today we're talking about three of the most recent uh, shootings that involved police officers. Um, and also we're talking about the verdict that was handed down on the in the George Floyd and Derek Chauvin case. And I think we're going to start off with that today. Yeah, so Derek Chauvin case, so... The Derek Chauvin case. So he's found guilty in all accounts. He has four weeks to get an appeal, and the jury was definitely scared. I think uh, we also have a clip of uh, the reaction of people from afterwards, BLM in the streets, and how they reacted. So we're going to go to cut one. Singing and standing, we're standing and singing, burning and singing, smoking and burning. Yeah, happy, happy, happy burning, happy burning. So anyway, so he was found guilty of second degree murder. He was found guilty of third degree murder, and he was found guilty of manslaughter. So he killed George Floyd accidentally and also on purpose, I guess was the verdict. <laughs> yeah, because both the, those charges don't even like correspond with each other. Well, because that, that was the problem. So third degree murder is like depraved heart murder. Okay, it means that you you do something with malice. Second degree murder is like you you tried to commit a felony and somebody died in the process, but you weren't intending them to die. But in order for you to have malice, you have to intend for that person to die. You can't say that you don't have malice, but you also have malice. They're, 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 malice is personal. 
It's you have yeah. afterthought. It's cruelty. You want that person to die. Third, yeah, but third degree murder was just ridiculous from the start. It should have been thrown out from the get go. Second degree murder. That's you're committing a felony. It's kind of hard to make the argument that the cop is committing a felony because he's just trying to make an arrest. And it wasn't until Floyd started resisting. Now, yeah. I, I want to know what you think. Um, like, what do you think should have happened in this case? Well, I think he, I mean, he definitely should have been charged with manslaughter because I think, yeah. like, you know, if anything, I thought that, you know, he was, you know, doing his job recklessly. He didn't really, um, you know, have, you know, he didn't have a concern for somebody that he's arresting. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I feel like he definitely could have done more. I know that there was a lot of, um, controversy regarding like the crowd that mm -hmm. was surrounding them so yeah. you know maybe that did you know take a lot of attention away from george floyd and them trying to deal with the crowd that was you know surrounding them yelling and screaming at them and stuff like that but i thought that the most um revealing thing with uh between those two was derek chauvin's only like five nine Five ten, yeah. okay. So he's a really small guy. He only weighs like one hundred and forty five pounds. Yeah, for somebody, boy. yeah, for somebody to actually be on top of you and suffocate you, like I just, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a thing. You so, know, like he's a pretty yeah. small guy. So. so my biggest takeaway from that whole thing was, did. Derek Chauvin, was he the causation of George Floyd's death? Right. And we we're talking about in the last episode that I was I was going over fentanyl. And again, you know, throughout college for our English papers, we studied the opioid crisis for a long time. If you look up CDC declares fentanyl the deadliest drug in America, that's that's how it's labeled. Fentanyl is by far the most lethal drug that we have is available it even considered in the country. A drug? Fentanyl? I don't even yeah, know. it's definitely a drug. So there's people that actually just do fentanyl on its, it's own. It's a hard. It's a hardcore drug. It's probably it, it again. The CDC has done. I thought it was multiple so, studies like some kind this. of chemical or like no. poison or something that they use. No, it, it's more potent. It's an opioid. It's more potent than morphine or heroin. So. With all that I know about fentanyl, you're not going to convince me that that didn't have anything to do with George Floyd's death. Here's my problem, because this doesn't let the cop off the hook. He didn't perform CPR. He didn't perform any first aid. He didn't give any medical attention. And that was irresponsible. Yeah, it was, it was so. reckless. Yeah. Like, be, yeah. the cops train you that if you are supposed, like, if, if you take a pulse, which he does, if you take a pulse, you don't get a pulse. You give the guy first aid. You give the guy medical attention immediately if you don't get a pulse. And he yeah. didn't. And instead, he keeps kneeling on him. Now, uh, one of the cases that they bring up in the defense was they said it wasn't on his neck. And, the, and their backup for that was, well, they sh the prosecution shifted their language to neck area. Why? Because there was no muscular injury towards the neck. There was no bruising. There was no crushed windpipe. There was no trachea injuries. There, there was nothing that you could show that shows that he had his oxygen cut off from his neck. It could have been chemical asphyxiation. The original medical examiner said, um, had I just stumbled upon him and not known anything, and like if he was in his room, I would have said it was an overdose. All right. So 
Well, I know that yeah. the, there was a lot of different angles, too, with the camera. Mm -hmm. And I know the defense showed that, you know, obviously the video that everybody saw was from, you know, the, yeah. the sidewalk. You know, that was the popular video. Everyone was circulating around. Yeah. But when you actually go to a different angle, um, you can actually see that Derek Chauvin doesn't have his knee on the back of his neck. No. It's, it's in between his shoulder blades. Yeah, which it's is just, where it's supposed to be. Yeah, that that, yeah. Ang that camera angle is what kind of threw Messed off everything. Lot, yeah, threw off a but, lot of stuff. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Like, even Rush Limbaugh, the late, great Lush, Rush Limbaugh, when he saw it, he said, like, he cried. He cried watching yeah. it. It, it. It's hard to watch. So... But that angle was everything. And then when you go back, so not only did he have fentanyl, he had methamphetamine and he had norfentanyl, which we went over the norfentanyl, yeah. but I didn't know he had meth in his system on top of it. Um, the, the sad thing about this is we're probably not going to have a conversation about the opioid crisis. Like even if George Floyd had lived, um, it would probably only would have been yeah. a matter of time before he overdosed with, the, with that kind of drugs. But looking at the injuries of George Floyd, he had grazed uh grazed knuckles he had um he had bruising on his face from where he was being held down on the concrete um he had grazed his shoulder because he was shirtless when he was arrested yeah but there were there were no broken bones there was there was no there was no musculoskeletal neck injury is at all that shows that that would happen still cops not off the hook should have given in medical attention i think yeah. If he had given medical attention, we he wouldn't be in the situation he's in because it would be really hard to make a case for second or third degree murder or malice yeah. when you're giving medical attention to the guy. Well, Why I, he didn't, I have no idea. Yeah the, yeah, the craziest thing I think about the whole situation is, right, Derek Chauvin gets convicted, right, and he gets convicted of murder, like direct murder of George yeah. Floyd. Second right? and third degree, yeah. Right, he's, he's responsible for that. But if you actually look at the evidence, I mean, it doesn't really fit those charges specifically, yeah. no. but people are still cheering it. And that's what yeah. is confusing to me because isn't Black Lives Matter, isn't one of the things that they fight for? Justice. Uh, justice, right? Well, not justice, just people being thrown in jail for things that they didn't technically commit. Right. You know what I mean? And they're cheering this. They're cheering somebody being thrown in jail for something that they technically didn't do yeah you and me would both agree manslaughter is an easy case to oh, make. Yeah, they could have yeah. been, they could have thrown them in manslaughter but that wasn't good enough and this is the problem is you have a jury saying we're scared and you have jury intimidation and witness you well there's like, active like i've never seen before there's active politicians that were you know, obviously the whole Maxine Waters. Yeah, Maxine Waters. But right. I mean, the whole narrative of the case was there's no point for a trial. You know, this is clear cut. He obviously murdered him. There's no reason to ask questions. Right. Like he's guilty. Yeah. Derek you know? Chauvin was put up as basically the tribute for the sins of all cops. Basically, it wasn't really about whether or not yeah. he we we're going to prosecute him for what he did. It's more like we're going to make an example out of this guy. Yeah. And the problem, the biggest problem that we have is the fact that, like, again, if you've got a case for second and third, third degree murder, you don't need to intimidate the jury. Why, if it's so clear cut, why intimidate the jury? Right. But we've got mob rule now, and you've got Antifa people in the streets screaming, we got Derek Chauvin, you know. Yeah, because I think that that's what it's more about. Mm -hmm. It's more about, oh, hey, look, we can throw people in jail by, you know, intimidating being loud the jury, and, yeah. be, and being intimidated. You know, I think that 
people are just more interested in the fact that a police officer is being sent to jail, yeah. you know, for arresting a black person rather than, you know, did he really kill the guy? Did he really actually do it? Are we looking at the evidence? Are we asking real questions? I, yeah, I still don't think that this case is technically over because I think Derek Chauvin knows as soon as he gets sent to jail, he's probably going to die. People are waiting to kill this guy. Oh, so I'm it's, sure. it's pretty I'm, bad. I'm sure they have him in some kind of security yeah, locked issue. up. You know, like I don't think he's in he's general on population. Watch. Yeah, I don't think he's in general population with everybody because I think they would be pretty. You know, a, they're pretty hip to that. And they mm. kind of know. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. So, but these the, the, the Black Lives Matter community in Antifa, they really need to shut up because if they keep screaming, "We got him off! We got him off!" You know, guys, it's pretty bad when the judge himself is saying. This was grounds for a mistrial. Now, why he didn't give a mistrial after that, I don't know. But at this point, Chauvin has four weeks to appeal. Do you do you think this is going to continue? I don't know. I mean, I I would assume. I would assume that they didn't sequester the jury. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would assume that they would try. You know, I mean, any good defense lawyer is going to try every single avenue of of defense for their client that they can. You know, and if there's a possibility that they can get a mistrial i mean obviously yeah they're gonna we all know we all know that no matter what happens Derek chauvin is going to get some kind of punishment we all know that the problem is that people keep saying that oh it's not good enough it's not good enough it doesn't matter what happens to him they could it could go they could (laughs) fire squad him in the middle of a city and it could go to the supreme court and if clarence thomas said there's like you can't say no, he killed someone be accidentally on and no. on purpose. They'd say it was still racist. And by the way, you pointed out too. You said, "Can we just stop?" It? There was no evidence that ever came out that this guy was a racist. Well, yeah, that's the he whole reacted thing. recklessly. We can all agree. Well, that's that he what was we were all racist. told, right? That's why everybody started burning stuff and looting because this was supposed to be a quote unquote racist killing you know mm-hmm. a cop killing right they a white police officer killed a black person strictly because of race right he only did this because he was black that's what we were all told during quarantine and while you know we're all sitting at home watching people on youtube live uh you know burn ransack walmarts and burn down all these places and they were doing it because you know obviously that's what the media put out there the media was yeah. saying that this is a racist killing we didn't even really have all the facts. We didn't really know even when the court case was going to be. We didn't know any of that. You know, all mm-hmm. we, all everybody knew was just the video of George Floyd, right? There's that one video of the guy on the sidewalk. Yeah. taping him, right? Everyone's screaming at him. Hey, this is, you know, this is racist. You can't do that, blah, blah, blah. So that was the narrative. And then when we watched the actual trial and we're watching the prosecution and we're watching the defense bring forth evidence none of it had to do with race, race at all, at all. Like, nothing like you you have a trial you have a jury you have everything people are under oath you can easily ask or interrogate somebody to figure out if they have any racism in their past it never comes up in right. the entire trial yeah like because you don't, it was yeah, never about racism yeah, like you don't think they're gonna like scour that guy's facebook you don't think they're going <laughs> to yeah. go back and look to see i mean i guess from what I heard, I mean, he's had a lot of quote unquote complaints, mm-hmm. you know, as a yeah. police officer. And I know a lot of police officers get complaints 
all mm-hmm. the time, right? Like people yeah. get mad at them and then they, yeah. you know, that whether they got pulled over or they were arrested by this person and, yeah. you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm filing a complaint on this guy, but none of it ever goes anywhere because none of it is, you know, significant enough for them to, Yeah, you know, Amy Klobuchar actually had that presented to her case on whether or not, like, Derek Chauvin should continue being a police officer. And she said, yes, you know, obviously she's not going to face any retribution for that because she's got a D next to her name. Yeah. But actually this entire case has kind of been a disaster for Black Lives Matter because, you know, people are like, okay, you got guilty on all accounts. You got, like, the best possible outcome. And still, there's still riots. There's like yeah. we haven't solved racism, but Black Lives Matter can't make the argument because they're not in the position of like getting justice. They're in the position of demanding justice. It's a business for them. We saw this one headline that came up and I got to credit the New York Post for just an amazing headline that says Black Lives Manners Mansions. Yes. Where you had Post, P- yeah. Patrice Kalur's. And what she was doing was taking all the money that was supposed to be helping the black people, and she she's was taking it. it. Yeah, she's skimming it off the top for sure. And she was taking it, and she was buying mansions. Yeah. So it's like a Wounded Warrior Project. I don't know if you heard about them. No. A lot of people donate to Wounded Warrior Project, mm-hmm. and the the guys that run that place are shady. Like they yeah. go to like Vegas and party with the yeah. money, and like this is one of the biggest. Nonprofit organizations that help military veterans in in the country. That's terrible. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing. You yeah, know? but it, it's anyway. So she was the self-described Marxist uh, communist who thinks we should all be equal. Is raking in about twenty thousand dollars a month as the chairwoman of a jail reform initiative. She has five houses. <laughs> she has five, but you know she's she's living in these huge mansions with private security and police and everything else with a bunch of rich rich white billionaires. She's with her people, you know. <laughs> she's I, with her. There's people. a there's a rapper that talks about Black Lives Matter and how he says that. Oh, I think I saw. He that. doesn't yeah. support Black Lives Matter. His name is uh, I don't know if it's I think it's Jamar Lord Jamar yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And he talks about how Black Lives Matter, like he doesn't support Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. because he feels that it's not an organic movement. It was like a movement that was given to yeah. Black America. Like By they George came, Soros. Yeah, they came up with the slogans. They told them what they need to care about. You know, it wasn't like the 60s with the Black Panthers where they had their own platform of mm-hmm. of, you know, politics and yeah. how they wanted things to go. And that was more of an organic kind of movement rather than a movement that was given to them yeah. by people who are trying to take other concerns in society and mm-hmm. incorporate them with black concerns. So he kind of talks about how all the leaders of Black Lives Matter are all like LGBT members. Yeah, they're, they're all yeah, liberal and, lesbian yeah, feminists. Yeah, Those were the all, three that started. And they're trying to incorporate their problems with black people's problems. Yeah. And, and they're trying to push that out to I've, everybody. I've been over that too because you had Patrice Kalurs and there's another person who talks about illegal immigration and she's an advocate for that which by the way that's kind of hurting the black community when it comes to low-wage jobs and opportunities right you know they did a direct study in the NAACP about that where they said yeah it's very clear and obvious that illegal immigration hurts black jobs 
it's it's sad but anyway so she brought four high well, end not o- not not only not yeah. only just black and not just black jobs Regular but jobs. just a- anybody who's living under the you know uh 20 grand a year not even yeah i mean even even that just living under the middle class spectrum mm-hmm. you know what i mean the the job market is so important to those people because so those are the jobs that bring them out of poverty you know mm-hmm. so if you don't if you make that job uh if you make that job community smaller obviously people are going to have a harder time pulling right. themselves out of poverty because they're going to live in these walmart subsistence economies where they can only work at these low-end places right and they're never going to be able to save money or they're never going to invest in money or invest in you know anything that's valuable and that's going to help them in the future it's getting really hard to invest now uh there was a recent study um by bloomberg and they're they're saying that biden is eyeing above 40 percent tax uh on capital gains that's going to kill investing 40 to 50 that's like half of your profits and that's not even going into the other taxes yeah that are already on the money yeah it's stupid so you know so we've got taxes that's democrats um, yeah we got taxes on the stuff i i laughed when i i heard these people bring up and they're like well they did this study and they found out that capital gains taxes and raising taxes actually doesn't hugely affect the market we only had a recession a year after (laughs) they actually said that and we heard this a lot in 2019 and 2020 they're like hey tell you if you was like the people are making too much no it's like as soon as they've done multiple studies on this as soon as you raise the taxes above 18 percent people start to dip out 18% 18% they think is reasonable. Anything above 18%, they start trying to hire people right. to get around yeah. it. 40 to 50%, that's insane. Well, even 18% is, is pushing people. Yeah, you know, like you that's said, the like max. People start thinking, that's the max. Yeah, people start thinking like, hey, I need to get out of here. This is kind yeah. of ridiculous, so, right? So Trump was going to take it down. His plan originally, according to him, was take it down from 21% to 15%. We're going from 21% to almost 50 or at least 40. That's that's what his new proposal was to do. But we want to get to Adam Toledo. So Adam Toledo, Chicago shooting, 13-year-old kid running around sad. at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, really sad. Tragic kid. He's a, he's a kid. And shooting at cars at like 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 in the morning. He's so out there. Where are his parents? Well, I the, know that his... I don't. I don't know if he was he a foster child Maybe. or something. I know his parents. Michaela Bryant was a foster child. We'll get okay, to her. Later. I know that. Yeah. Um, but Adam Toledo, something was up with his parents because his parents weren't around. He ended up, um, you know, running the streets a lot and ended up joining a gang. And I think that that's yeah. how he was able to acquire the gun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's um, because he wasn't alone. No. Right. There was another kid with them or I have, young adult i have no doubt and and this is when we talk about gun laws guys this is one of the things we have no doubt that he did not get that gun legally there's no way a 13 year old kid gets a gun a handgun legally right it just doesn't happen right i mean even if even if the 21 year old purchased a firearm yeah you know what i mean and but he obviously gave it to a child illegally you mm-hmm. know whether he got it illegally or whether he you know legally purchased the firearm he gave it to a 13 year old kid yeah you know so that's 
you know, that that's I don't even did they even find out what's up with this kid? Did they the other kid? They, they still, can't find him. Still right? being investigated, man. And so Jeez. what ends up happening is, you know, this cop is chasing somebody, and you know, even CNN pointed that this out. When somebody's on the run with a handgun, and you know they've got a handgun, you don't stop them and interview them and say, "Hey, how old are you? Are you twelve? Yeah. Are you 13? Like you don't right. know how old the person is who who you're chasing. But Adam Toledo, cop is chasing him. Adam Toledo ditches the gun, which is you know a smart decision, but unfortunately what he decides to do is put his hands in his hoodie pockets and then when the officer tells him to put his hands up he takes his hands out fast and puts them up yeah officer doesn't know that he has ditched the gun at least it doesn't indicate so far that the officer knew you know maybe more details will come out but he takes his hands into his pockets if his hands never go into his pockets to draw him out fast i guarantee the officer probably wouldn't shot him um, it's really sad. It's a really sad incident, but again, you know, all the yeah, officer is, knows I mean, is this guy's got a gun. His hands went into his pockets. His hands went out. He didn't wait that half second longer yeah, um, because this... he didn't hesitate because he, he was like, okay, I think this guy's drawing on me. You yeah. you can see his hands go up, and I mean, I'm all sure these, the officer saw it last all second, these, but it's sad. People don't understand that all of these incidents that you see on the news, all these things happen in a split second right you can't make you know rational decisions that are going to be perfect for every situation no in five seconds four seconds you know you have to kind of stop and think what's you know as a police officer what what do i do in this situation right am i it's going to be either me or you if I'm looking at a situation where somebody's carrying a weapon and they have a firearm at that and they can turn around and shoot you, yeah, you know, within a, a couple seconds, you know, mm-hmm. so you have to make those kind of decisions as a police officer. And I know that being a police officer is a tough job, especially nowadays. I don't know who what want to be a who wants officer. to be a police officer. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody wants to be a police officer. I mean, who's going to sign up to be a police officer? And all these people are going crazy and hate the police every single day. And, you know, they're marching and protesting and burning things down, you know, in the name of police. I'd be scared. Yeah. Especially in a place like Chicago. Oh, my God. Like, Chicago's the worst. I talked about that with my mom because I was discussing it. I was like, maybe I should be. She's like, you do not want to be a police officer. She told me in my face. She goes, you do not have the right skin color and background to be a police officer without discrimination. (laughs) And yeah. she's right. I mean, and you, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. So we have um, we have two more to get to. We had Duante right. It's uh, D U R. No, it's yeah. Durante right. Is it Durante I, or Dante? I, I, I think it's Dante. It's Dante, Dante right. Right. It's, it, it's, yeah. I, I misspelled it. It's D U A N T E. Yeah, Dante but, right. So anyway, Dante right. Dante right is interesting because Dante right. Um, I looked up, and it was really hard for me to find this. I did my research on this. But he was released conditionally. So a lot of conservative outlets are saying he was on the run because of an armed robbery, and that's why they got him. He had committed an armed robbery. That's true. But he was conditionally released. I ha- I found the, the records, the official records on his arrest. So he's conditionally released. Then another arrest warrant gets put on him because he runs into a police officer. And he does not have a CCL. 
he doesn't have a concealed carry permit and they find a gun on him. So the officer tries to arrest him. He flees and again, you know, fleeing first mistake. So now there's a warrant on him for arrest for that. Right. But this is an this is a situation where again, you know, this was the cop who says taser, 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 and then pulls a gun. Well, that, that's yeah, why they they pulled him over in the first place, right. right? He was he was driving around in a car that right. was registered to yeah. his name. Yeah, and they he's got a gun the, charge. And yeah. he fled the scene. Right. They they found the warrant, right? But this is this is an interesting case where you either have like liberals are split down the middle. You have to either say this guy was you know he committed an armed robbery in his past and he should have been shouldn't have been walking around with a gun. Or you sh- you have to say, well, we shouldn't have gun laws that discriminate against people who are legally carrying a firearm. Now, was he legally carrying it? I don't know. Maybe it was an illegal gun. But yeah. if it was constitutional carry and it was a legal purchase, Don- Dante Wright would have never been arrested. So you have to make a choice. You have to either say, okay, uh, we shouldn't discriminate against people who are just, you know, legally carrying firearms. Or you have to say this guy's a violent felon who shouldn't have had a firearm. But you can't have right. it both ways. Yeah, you have to pick one. Well, the thing, the thing is, like, okay, so what really ticks me off about that whole Dante Wright thing is obviously like a lot of conservatives have come out, and they usually do this when mm-hmm. there's a police shooting. Um, they start linking pictures from, you know. How how many years ago, right? They're yeah. Like, oh, this guy. I, this guy was a yeah. was a gangster who, and they're always like, "Well, who cares, right?" Because yeah. he did this and he did this in the past. It's like, guys, that that has nothing to do with what just yeah. happened. Again, right? it's like, like just because it's cringe. Yeah. It's cringe to be showing a photo again, guys. If you're gun owners, I wouldn't be putting out photos on social media. I I even sometimes am hesitant to put out a picture a picture or video at the range. Because it's just like uh, the discrimination, you know, and he's got a gun in the picture and it's cringe and I, I don't like it. But again, that doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't justify the a case. police officer accidentally shooting him or no. like that doesn't mean, you know, as a conservative, you shouldn't care about these things like no. conservatives. We should care that police officers are not making those kinds of mistakes, yeah. right? They should be familiar with the equipment that they're carrying. And mm-hmm. I think that police officer was on the force for 20 plus years. Yeah, she was on is the force as a woman, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is there accidents that happen? Absolutely, Yeah, you know? Um, but I, I feel in yeah. that situation, you should kind of be a little bit more aware of what's going on. Well, I mean, I don't o- know exactly what happened. The with other her, officer but... crosses her line of fire several times, so she could have shot her partner. Right. Um, it, yeah. You know, she well, they're was str- when they're struggling with him, right? Yeah. They're trying to get they're him struggling out of the car, with him. Right? Yeah. Granted, and again, you know, it is sad that we have, you know, people tend to have more sympathy for for Dante, right? Obviously, because he passed away, but again. When you look at the fact that this woman signed up to serve her community and this other guy had previously robbed his community, you know, the fact that we don't give her the benefit of the doubt. I would just like to hear her end of the story. I understand it doesn't look good. It well, really I mean, doesn't. on the video, I mean, obviously. On the video, it looks pretty bad. It looks bad, but, I mean, obviously she acknowledges that, she oh, crap, I shot him on yeah, accident, right? Too. I yeah. didn't mean to shoot him, you know? So I'm, at least she acknowledges that. But this like, is the, hey, I yeah. screwed up. You That's the problem, I mean? though. You can't make a mistake as a police officer anymore. You, you can't. Yeah, it's, if you make it's a hard. mistake, you're you're going to be put on a. a, a and I feel like pipe. this is kind of a different kind of mistake, right? Yeah. It's not really a 
oh, you know, I accidentally, you know, I was pursuing this person and I thought he had a gun and he had a candy bar and I shot him. You know, well, I, I think mean, it's he, a different I mean, he situation. did have a gun charge. They could have thought he had a gun. Yeah, they could have thought he had a gun yeah. in the car. You know, I mean. And again, like if you're getting into your car, car's a weapon. You can run somebody over with a car pretty easily. Yeah. So, again, the whole Dante Wright thing, pretty tragic. But, you know, if he was in a red state and he legally owned that firearm, he would have never been arrested. And I think that's a conversation the liberals need to have. So, yeah, absolutely. But, okay, so this is the last one we're going to get to. Michaela Bryant. Now, this one is messed up um, because, obviously, it's a 16-year-old girl that, that gets shot. So, Michaela Bryant was a 16-year-old. She's a bigger girl. She was trying to stab somebody um they have her quoted on another video taken at the time saying i must stab the f out of you and then blank but this cop did everything right in this situation in my opinion the cop sees somebody wielding a knife he she shoves somebody to the ground in the video we'll put the video in the show notes so people can see we'll make sure to do it this time and then because it's really hard to find this video now. YouTube's suppressing it. But this girl takes a knife out. She's inches away from putting this knife and wedging it into this girl's throat. And this cop has to make a split-second decision. He's at an off angle, a weird angle. The girls are really close together. And he has like a split second. He even slowed down. You can see he has like maybe half a second to a second. I think the whole altercation was less than nine seconds. It's crazy. Yeah. And the cop is able to take down the person wielding the knife and he saves this black teenager who's going to get stabbed. And LeBron and the James. And the community's reaction is <laughs> community, why yeah. did he, sh you know, why did the police She wasn't doing him? anything. Oh, really? She was gonna detach. She was gonna even though even this though the girl. girl just came out like the other day and thanked the police officer yeah. for saving her life. Yeah, and again, nobody the, cares. The crazy non sequiturs, man. I have heard with this case. Uh, there was a grandma in the neighborhood. Okay, does that change anything that happened in Why the video? Running around with a knife. I've heard. Yeah, and Black Lives Matter is holding this girl up as a martyr. And, you know, they're saying the cop didn't use any bullets. He used too many bullets. He shot four times. And we went over this earlier. NYPD statistics show that only one in five bullets in an altercation are going to land, usually. Yeah. So the fact that this guy was able to shoot and take this girl down, he's a crack shot. This is a good cop. And he saved this girl. Do you think that the girl he saved is, like, if, you, if the CNN goes up to her and say, hey, do you think well, he used too not, many bullets? Yeah, that, that's no, not why they're he saved my life. Her. They don't want to interview her. The left-wing media is completely staying away from her right. because she's going to tell them the truth. Like, so, yeah, that girl tried to kill me. Yeah, you know? and then LeBron James. LeBron James comes out, doxes the guy on Twitter, puts out his picture, puts out his name, and says, you're next. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant at first, but I think... I mean, what else at, could it mean? <laughs> well, I think it was because it was in the light of the Derek Chauvin trial. So, you, meaning you're next. If you're going to be the guy that is on trial. If I put, you're gonna if get, I put you know, out anything on Twitter that says you're next, it could be you're next for the line of cookies. It wouldn't matter. I'd probably be taken off Twitter because, you know, yeah. we're, we're red. So, they're going to say, oh, it must be some sort of threat, like, threat or, or something, something like else. That. You know, how, how many times... but. 
the fact that now people are trying to say, oh, she she was defending herself. She, she was defending herself. She had a knife. Everyone else was unarmed. They were running away in the video. Yeah. They The people who call 911 say there's a crazy person with a knife. I've heard people say, oh, it's stand your ground law. Yeah. Okay, how is it stand your ground law? Well, they're on her property. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't matter. They're running away. Even if she was in an altercation legally, if you get in an altercation and then somebody starts running away and you run after them or you pursue them or hunt them down to stab them saying, I must stab the F out of you, that's no longer self-defense. And I, I can't believe people are, are bringing that up. I told a guy, if that's self-defense and stand your ground law, so is the OJ Simpson trial. Right. You could say OJ was just defending himself. You have no evidence that Nicole didn't attack him beforehand. Right. Just, that's the same exact. That's an insane case. To well, make. just the just the like the people that are saying, "Oh, well, I if I was the police officer, I would have done this." Juan Williams was on the five oh on Fox, and he said, "Well, I would have just." He literally said this. Oh, I would I would have just shot the gun in the air and tried to like scare. I'm okay. like. You know, you can't shoot bullets in the air because bullets, bullets on the way the down air. can kill someone. Bullets come down, guys. Gravity this, is a thing. Yeah. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Bullets come down. Geraldo Rivera, why was there no taser? Because tasers don't always work. Not from that distance. Yeah. Are and they, within they, they nine have to seconds, connect with, yeah. within a second. Okay, and this is this is how obvious this shooting is, guys. You know, you guys think because we're conservative. Oh, oh, they're defending the cop because they're conservative. Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon on CNN just recently defending the cop. Cut to go. But we've got to be fair about what happens when police arrive at scenes. It is tragic that it's a 16-year-old girl, just as it is tragic that it's a 13-year-old in Chicago. Um, when police are chasing people, they don't know how old they are. And they don't run and say, hey, how old are you? Oh, I'm 13. You know, my mom let me, you don't know that. Or I'm 16. When they roll up on a scene, they see people tussling around. Someone has a knife. And their job is to protect and serve every life on that scene. And if they see someone who is in the process of taking a life, what is that decision? What decision do they have to make? And I know that people say, well, you know, you could do this, you could do that. Tasers don't work the way guns work. Not Taser. at that. Not at that distance. Not at that distance, and, and not with that amount of time. That, yeah, right. Tasers then they don't always connect, so you've got to get you know two prongs or what have you, and it's got to connect or whatever. But I, 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 I see it. If the woman in the pink was my sister, niece, wife, whatever, I, you have to make a decision: is one life on that scene more valuable than another? And if someone is trying to take a life. On that scene, do you protect the life of the person trying to take the life, or do you protect the life of the person whose life is in imminent danger at that point? That's why I'm not a police officer, but when I look at that, I just, it, as I said, it is tough because one is a 16 year old, I don't know how old the other person is, but the other person's life was in imminent danger. And as you know from the hostile environment training that we get on this job, and, and because of our proximity to law enforcement, that at a certain distance, a stabbing, a knife, can be much more lethal than a bullet. So yeah. So even they are saying there's no way a taser works from that distance. 
Cop has a split second decision to make. He can either watch a girl get stabbed or he can take out and neutralize the threat. And I see, you know, people say, oh, why don't you just shoot him in the leg? Why don't you just shoot him in the arm? Well, because when I, police are trained, when police stupid, are trained, that's a stupid when you pull, thing to when say. you use your firearm as a police officer, they tell you the only reason that you should shoot you is know, to shoot to kill, shoot to kill. Right. And they, they train police officers to shoot. It's three shots, two in the chest and one in the head. Mm-hmm. That's what they teach you in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, police, in the police academy. If, yeah, so, center mass. Yeah. You always aim for center mass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and how many shots did he fire? He shot four, four right? Four is nothing. Four is, four is not a lot of shots. No. Again, we said only one in five probably land in, in an encounter at so, NYPD. So what I noticed about the video was as soon as the police officer shot her, there was a guy on the side. And he and he was like, "You shot my baby." Yeah, and he was just is that kick- her father? I don't know. He was kicking a girl in the head. He was kicking. He was her kicking in the head. In the head. That guy should be charged. He said, "Oh well, she shot my baby. That must have been her daughter." Why are you sitting there watching your daughter run around with a knife? Somebody. And then also, and these are young girls, right? Yeah, they're they're kids. sixteen. They're fifteen, sixteen. What are you years doing, old? kicking a sixteen-year-old girl, girl in the on head. the ground? You're a grown adult. Yeah, like. That's I don't know. Yeah, but people yeah. always ask where the parents are. They're they're right there. Yeah, they're with the parents. They're committing yeah, and, and violence. Of, and of with course, them. you've got expert Twitter going. Oh, why didn't he shoot the knife out of her hand? Why didn't he curve the bullet the like Angelina Jolie and yeah. wanted? Oh, you know, guys, God. this isn't this isn't the Matrix Reloaded. Yeah. It's not Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, this isn't okay. Call of Duty. It, no. no. Okay, you can't do that. And anyway, if you shoot somebody in the leg, you got the. It's very vascular. You got the femoral artery. You got the brachial artery. You, you're gonna bleed out if you get shot in the leg. Usually. It's a highly vascular area, so shooting to wound, you're probably going to end up shooting to kill, even if you didn't want to. Right. And shooting an arm, do you know how hard it is to shoot an arm oh, that's yeah. moving? It's it's a, it's almost physiologically impossible. It's such a small target, and it can be moved within like one thousandth of a second. You can't shoot an arm. You can't shoot a knife out of somebody's hand. The guy had one second, and in my opinion, this guy's a hero. This guy should be honored, but in this society, he's going to be doxxed by LeBron James. Well, I mean, the thing, I mean, I guess I don't, I mean, I don't look at him as like, you know, a societal hero, but I mean, he's a police officer, right? If you look at your police officers as heroes, that's, that's a good cop. You know what I mean? He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's doing what he was trained to do. Yeah. Right. These situations, police train for those kind of situations. What do you do? Yeah. When you arrive on a scene and there's somebody's being violent with another person or has a weapon, yeah. they're going after that person, what do you do? You have to somehow disarm that person. And mm-hmm. if you can't and if you don't have enough time to sit there like people are saying, Oh, like why why didn't he just like talk to her and so <laughs> What? You, by, you by have nine hour, seconds. Like what are what are you gonna say in nine seconds? He had one second stop before people. he said like the girl was inches away. One second later she'd be dead. I have no I have no doubt. She would definitely be like, stabbed. She'd definitely That's be for stabbed. Sure. And again, she might not be dead, but she's gonna be stabbed. Well here, sure. here's the thing with the stabbing. As soon as as soon as you plunge that knife in if you take that knife out you're going to start bleeding really well heavily. it wasn't a pocket knife either it was like a butcher, a butcher knife. knife yeah it was a kitchen it's butcher crazy. knife yeah and yeah again this is a this is a bigger girl and this girl is running away i don't understand how you make a self-defense case where where somebody is running away from somebody wielding a knife yeah 
There's, there's no self-defense case I want to know what was going through her mind. Like, why is she running around with a... Yeah. I mean, and, does and she is, have yeah. past previous, like, mental issues? I don't know. She was in is the foster she... care system. So right. And that's know. And that's one thing. I saw, you know, the interview with her mom, and her mm-hmm. mom is on oh, TV. Was I feel for student. her. You know, that's yeah. crazy, but... It's sad, okay? Yeah, it's but it's sad like, that her actions you're... led to her being taken down before yeah. she could murder someone. Well, your daughter's in a foster home. Yeah. And, you're, and now you're saying, oh, I miss my baby. I can't see her. It's like... You didn't really. You were take a care terrible of parent. I don't trust anything you're saying at this point. Well, I don't know. If, like, I wouldn't say terrible parent, but I, I mean, mean, there's situations where if, you know, like opinion, if a parent if, willingly yeah. gives up their child for adoption because like they can't afford to take care of them or something like that. Like those are no, but good the people. people she was living with though were terrible people. Like whoever would, whoever trains your daughter that it's okay to wield a knife and go after people. You know, again, m- maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe it wasn't it all the parents fault but when you got 13 year olds running around at 2 30 in the morning and you've got like a 20 year old who's like resisting arrest and leads to his death and then you've got this girl who's 16 trying to kill another 16 year old and valerie jarrett and people are coming out saying well knife fights are normal you can't like valerie jarrett said that she's like oh you can't break up knife fights it's just a friendly shanking like, <laughs> guys, I don't, People I don't want to so live stupid. in a world where knife fights are normal or a thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. want. Yeah, no. teenage knife fight. Like, why, why do you think kids fighting to the death like cockfights, like illegal cockfights? Why that would be a good thing? But at this point, you know, I'm wondering if they're just trying to push the cops out so they can get some sort of national police force, like a government issued police force. And they've floated that idea before because, again, we were talking, like, who's going to want to be a cop in this situation? This guy does right. everything right. Yeah. And by the way, guys, if somebody is trying to stab me and you have the opportunity to, before they stab me, shoot them, please, please do it. Please, please do don't it. let me get stabbed. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy you lunch. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you to Denny's. Okay. <laughs> like, but. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous, and they've floated that idea before of a national police force. Oh, we could just give them red and brown shirts. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, I blue mean, is I, too we, traumatic, so we'll just yeah. give them red. That well, like that doesn't bring up any bad memories. We we encourage everybody to kind of do their own, own research, research on the stuff that we're talking about as well. Um, this is all research that we've done on our own, and we've had conversations about before we recorded the podcast. So we encourage everybody. To we'll give go you guys out there, the video. Yeah, to go out there and, and make sure that you guys are uh, researching the things that we're talking about also. But we're yeah. gonna we're gonna move on to a new segment that we created for the show, and this is kind of a movie review. Yeah. Or a series review. Series review yeah. So we talk about obviously we don't talk about politics all day long. We actually have yeah, we like we movies, have different we have lives. Yeah, <laughs> we have lives and we watch movies and stuff. So we figured that we would sit down and talk about. Um, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah. I'm a lot more into Marvel than I am DC. I know there's a lot of people out there that are kind of vice versa. I'm split. I like both series, but um, I, I couldn't. I didn't like Suicide Squad, but I'm a huge Dark Knight fan. I do like Harley Quinn. I do, yeah. So I don't know. I'm split. You're a DC fan. I'm a superhero fan. Yeah, I I, I like DC. I like both. I'm just more into the Marvel movies. I think. Mm-hmm. I think I like the Marvel movies better than the DC movies. I mean, obviously, Dark Knight and Batman. You know, like there's some Batman movies that are yeah. pretty cool. You know, yeah. Dark Knight is an awesome movie. You yeah, know? I, didn't I didn't really like the first 
Batman of that series. I love the first Bear. Batman. Yeah, that was didn't really like favorites. it. Uh, the third one was kind of. Nah. I didn't. That third one is where I fell off and didn't. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. like the third. One. I mean, it was I'm, meh. I'm know. not a huge fan of the first and the third one, but Dark Knight. The first two are my favorites. But. Yeah, Dark Knight came out on my birthday and nice. I went and saw it, and it was like the coolest movie ever. So. I, I remember seeing that with my dad. On my <laughs> I think birthday. it was 2008, Seven, right? Eight. Yeah, I think 2000, it was 2008. 2008. Yeah, it was 2008 that it came out. Um, but yeah, so we're we're gonna talk about the Captain Marvel, America. the Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier yeah. series that came out on Disney Plus. Did you see the last episode? Uh, which is the, the new one the just came out one. yesterday, yeah, it right? Came out yesterday. I didn't watch. We it haven't yet. seen it. So, I didn't watch okay. it yet. I don't want you to spoil it. The first, yeah, we're not gonna give you guys any spoilers or anything, but we're just gonna talk in general about the series. Um, Personally, I liked the first couple episodes. I thought mm-hmm. they were really cool. I thought they were action-packed. I thought there was yeah. a pretty cool story that was developing with it. Yeah. But right around the third, fourth episode, you get the left-wing spin yeah. on the whole series. And yeah. the whole story ends up becoming something that is just so dumb. Yeah. Like, I think it's... It's like well, so stupid the I, way that they wrote this. I have heard that by the end, it becomes more centrist. It it, it, it does. It becomes a little bit more nationalistic. That's okay. what I've heard. Um, now, it's not over the top like uh, what was that one movie where it it was just screaming leftism? I think it was called Shape of Water. It's not like that. It's not. It's not like it's not as bad as that. But I've never seen that. No, don't. It's yeah. <laughs> but. Anyway, so there's a few messages that come in. Some of them are rejected. Like there's one moment where uh, this little kid goes up to Sam and Sam is the, the Falcon. And he's like, oh, it's Black Falcon. And he's like, I'm just Falcon kid. And then he's like, no, he's like, but aren't you? He's like, why? Because I'm black. And that's kind of rejecting the idea that everything has to be race. I kind of liked that. But then you get into a point where it's like Sam is being being accosted by police officers and that, that's when it was kind of a little bit, like, it's a little subtle, but, you know, when they start saying, oh, is there a problem here? He's like, no, we're just friends. And, like, they're like oh, we didn't recognize you without your goggles. I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't, <laughs> you don't recognize some It would be one thing if you didn't have, if you had, like, a mask covering the half of your face, right. but you don't recognize the Falcon without his goggles? Come on, give me a break. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. So I, I just thought the, the spin, like, the writers mm-hmm. for Disney yeah. are just so liberal. That they can't even write a fiction story without incorporating like their liberal political beliefs inside of the actual script. They can't do that. At one point, it's impossible. At one point, Bucky says, and this is going a a little later. Maybe a little. It's kind of a non-spoiler, but he's like, "Yeah, we we had no idea, me and Steve, like what it would be like to give a black man the shield." I'm like, "Do do, do you think that Steve would be like, oh wait, I was thinking about giving you the shield. I was thinking about giving you the shield, but you're black. Or how about (laughs) you know, it's or how about when in early in the series when he goes to when Falcon Sam yeah. goes to visit his sister yeah. and they have the family boat it's like yeah. a shrimp boat right or which something is like cool that. I like that which that is cool, cool right yeah but he can't get alone but they can't get alone and, the, and <laughs> yeah. she says that the, oh the reason we can't get alone is because all the banks are in bed with the corporations it's like what are you talking about? That well, has nothing also, to do also, with you getting along. I, I didn't understand why 
like Falcon was on Tony Stark's payroll, right? Or maybe not. Maybe they because he was on the run with Captain America previously, so maybe he got cut yeah, off. Yeah, maybe he was that cut that off, might yeah. have explained because I couldn't I couldn't understand why somebody who was an Avenger yeah. would be broke. Yeah, you know, or yeah. or even poor right. or poorer. So right. I didn't understand that. But, you know, maybe he invests all his like, money dude, into the business. Sell some you know? Avengers technology or I something know, on offer right, up right. or eBay or something. But I, I don't know. I just with, with that much fame and notoriety, it would be really hard to convince me that you don't have money. But um, then we get into this character, and his name is Isaiah. Now, you really feel for this guy in the series because basically the, the he's like the, a black super soldier, but nobody knows about him. And the reason nobody knows about him was because – they do experiments on them. But what I didn't like is they basically turn the U.S. government into Nazis in yeah. order to, to accost this guy. Yeah. And it's like Nazi experiments. Like they're experimenting yeah. on him and then they throw him in jail. And if he ever shows us basically, well, like, oh, die. Well, the, the whole premise of, of the series is we can't have a black Captain America because – America doesn't like black people, so I'm, how I'm can sure they're going to be black. I haven't seen the last episode, but I'm sure they're going to reject that and make him so Captain America so anyway. Stupid. But guys, like we weren't, we weren't opposed to it. My opposition to why I think Bucky should have had the shield is one: he's not just going to give it up right away. He's not just going to give it to the government, which, by the way, stupid thing to do. <laughs> stupid yeah. thing to do: just give it to the government. But also, like Falcon flying, I don't see the practicality of flying with a shield. It would get in the way of you flying. It would slow you down. It, the wind would blow you back. I don't understand how it's practical for you to have a shield in the air. For Bucky, to me, tactically, it just makes more sense for him to have the shield. He's got the super soldier serum. He's got the arm. He's on the ground. That just that just makes more sense. Yeah, you know. But well, I don't. I don't. I don't really know the whole uh, story behind the Captain America shield. Like, there's nothing special about it besides the fact that it was Captain America's and it's made from. Vibranium. Yeah, vibranium, yeah. 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 And it's... It, it, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. But... Like, why give it to the government? Like, why do yeah, they want yeah. it? You know what I mean? It was it was such a stupid thing, like, because I, I, I was remembering, like, I saw this one meme, and, uh, like, Sam gets the, the shield, and it was like Luke Skywalker, where he just throws it behind his shoulder, you know, yeah, in the movie. Yeah. And then there was another one where it's like, uh, how does it feel? And instead of saying it feels like it belongs to somebody else, he says, it feels like it belongs in a museum. He's like, bro, just let me give it to Bucky then. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so the, the thing that really goes over the top was like Isaiah's talking to him. And again, they do it well. They do it subtle with the whole, you know, government against man thing where he says something to the effect of, no black man would want to be he's like they'd never let a black man be captain america no self-respecting black man would want to be again because this guy's bitter and they portray his bitterness well this actor does a good job i actually like this character the, the but the the funny line and i told this to you earlier was he said okay they're saying they would never let captain america be black implying they would be the guys in control who right. are racist well who brings captain america back nick fury Who's black? Sure. Who's black? <laughs> They're yeah. trying to say that the guy in charge is racist. The guy in charge is black. Yeah, the guy <laughs> you know, in charge is, like, is Samuel. He Jackson. brings him back, and he's like, "Said man, Nick Fury did not bring Captain America out of that ice just to be called a racist." <laughs> <laughs> My God. And that, also, where's Nick Fury? By the way, where, where, like, how does Nick Fury let this new? Like no, when's guy the last time hates? he was seen? So if you take yeah. if you take the Marvel. Uh, 
because the, the Marvel movies, obviously, in chronological order, are mm-hmm. not the way you're supposed to watch them. Right. Right? You're supposed to watch them, you know, by... It's kind of like X-Men. Happens, right? Yeah. Um, so... Or you could, I just watch them in order of release date, because that's the easiest way to always follow things. Yeah, I yeah. watched them all just kind of randomly when they came out here and there. I mean, obviously, there was, like, a couple movies that I missed here and there. Yeah, you that, poor son but of a But then I watched them. But then I watched them all mm-hmm. in the order that they're supposed to be watched in, right? You watch yeah. uh, Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. and then you watch... Or I think it's even uh, uh, Captain Marvel that comes first, because that, like, takes place in, like, the What did you think about Captain something. Marvel? I saw it with a... a I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I wasn't... I didn't think it was anything special. I saw that with a friend from Brazil, and she she really liked it. Hi, Yasmin, if you're listening. Yeah, but it's um, just kind but, of yeah. whatever. But I mean, it was all right. It yeah, was, you know. but I did watch the whole series how you're supposed to watch it, and I can't remember what movie you last see Nick Fury in. I can't remember. It's it's actually Captain Marvel. He has a huge well, stake Cap- in but, Captain but, Marvel. But yeah, that that's technically that was the last movie that was made with him in it. But Captain Marvel is one of the first movies in so, the whole Marvel like yeah. series. And so it, technically yeah. that's when you first see him yeah. in the series. And then I think the last time I mean, is it I don't know if he's in Iron Man three. I don't think he is. Like Winter oh, Soldier. I know he's in Captain America. I Winter really Soldier feel a lot. like they're underutilizing Nick Fury. Like, because my brother made an argument and said in Captain America Winter Soldier he should have died because he said after that they don't use him as much. Yeah, and they did use him yeah. in Captain Marvel a lot. And he was a cool character in Captain Marvel, but that they, technically takes place before yeah. Winter Soldier, though. Yeah, but you like know? I, you know, it almost makes you wonder. Like, did he come back from the snap? Like I don't remember seeing no. him come back from the snap. I'm I'm pretty sure the last time you see him is um, like the maybe Avengers, the first Avengers. I know he's in that. He's in. He's he gets snapped out, and you see him like call Captain Marvel as he's being snapped out. Like in, in oh, that's at the sequence. end. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, an, that's yeah. an ending scene, and that's a that's at the end of Infinity, Infinity War. War which, yeah, Infinity again, War, I thought Infinity yeah. War was better than Endgame. That's oh yeah, my opinion. for sure. Um, for sure, you know, because they just they found a way to incorporate every character really well, and I really wish they would have given Cap more time in both yeah. movies because, like, it's his last. Some of the movie. writing is so like one of the parts I hated in Infinity War was mm-hmm. when they're on the ship, mm-hmm. and uh, you know who's the uh, Thanos's guy yeah. that can he's basically like Magneto, but he can just move yeah, anything, yeah. The, and the he can bend any. Yeah. yeah, the way that they killed him. Dude, I was so mad at that. I was like, really? I was like in the theater. I was like, really? He gets sucked out into space? I'm like, oh, he's going to come back. You think that's bad, man? I'm still ticked off at what they did to the Hulk. They ruined the Hulk. I know. I can't be the Hulk anymore. I'm going to be Dr. Hulk. I'm going to be Bruce Banner being boring inside Hulk's body, not doing anything throughout the entire movie. Except when they give him the... The thing to snap, and then, and then, um, you know, spoilers for Avengers: Infinity War. You know, because I know Black Widow. Everybody's coming, seen it. Black Widow's coming out, and I saw one person say Black Widow drops in theaters like so and such date, and it says Black Widow already dropped in theaters, and then you see her like on the on the bottom of the the crevice from which she got sacrificed. Really? Uh, I was like, oh, that's so bad. That's but um, yeah, like she dies, and her and Hulk like were really close. And what, ha- what what's Hulk's reaction? Oh, he throws a bench. That's it? Yeah. He threw a bench? Y- your friend just died, 
and the only the only thing you see is throwing a bench. <laughs> I just but now it's kind of interesting because these series are basically creating new Avengers. WandaVision creates WandaVision was horrible. Okay, I watched I liked, the first I I watched the first episode and I, I liked it was WandaVision. Stupid. So I I disagree with you on that because we'll I, talk about that in you, a different we'll, time. We'll talk about that at a different time, but I I liked how they incorporated it, but it, they kind of made it more feminine where it's almost kind of like a rom-com. But again, I don't like that she's basically torturing everybody, but she's still the good guy. I don't know. That was a little weird. But it does show her become – it shows her become Scarlet Witch. And I have no doubt that what these series are doing is they're helping to create new Avengers that they can put in yeah, a new Avengers series. But but then, you know what it's all going to be? Yeah. It's all going to be new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be super left-wing because Disney I don't know. writers are going to be writing all of it. And it's going to be like... I mean, they did a study, Disney, and they found out that when Sam gets accosted by those those police officers in the show, people stopped watching. So they took notice of that. They were like, oh... Dude, well, I yeah. stopped watching. Dude, I was like, really? I was like, see, you're going to have Sam get arrested t- by the police? Yeah, I'm so... I'm I did like so that they switched it up and they had Bucky get arrested. I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. Well, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not It's not just that series. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything I turn on on the TV that has some kind of left-wing spin. WandaVision or, didn't, though. WandaVision didn't have any left-wing spin. Yeah, in the first defense. episode was in black and white. It was like stupid. I, I was I like, liked, I didn't. I liked watch the it. I liked the throwback because I used to watch like um, maybe Abbott if I Costello. If I muster up the courage to watch the rest, I'll I'll watch it. But the ending is worth seeing. I'd say the ending is worth seeing. But anyway, guys. So uh, one more thing we did we did have a ride into the show. So we had we had Nick ride into the show, and I, I did want to get to that really quick so we developed a new mailbag so our mailbag if you want to write us any questions it's c the letter c connection mailbag at gmail.com that's c connection mailbag at gmail and you guys can ask your questions on there and we'll read them on the podcast at the time of recording it's open to everybody anybody can write us a question and we want to make time segments for that but Nick wrote in and said that actually red flag laws also violate the 10th Amendment, the way the Constitution is laid out. And he writes, "Uh, I really loved your discussion and you both definitely made good points. I have another amendment to add to the list of amendments red flag laws violate the 10th Amendment. The power is not delegated to the U.S. by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people." people. Nowhere in Article 1, Section 8, where it lists specifically the powers granted to the federal government by the Constitution, does it say anything about a gun law. So that was a really good comment, man. So now yeah, instead thanks, of man. just violating uh, 7, now it's violating 8. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, um, one thing we're going to realize pretty soon is that, uh, you know, the racist cop narrative, riot narratives being pro-riot, but like Maxine Waters and also gun control laws, all those three narratives are not going to mix. Right. But anyway, guys, that brings us to the end of this segment. And yeah, we appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with uh... – some more info, some more news, and we'll be doing some more uh, reviews about things that we watch and listen to. Yeah. So, and uh, as always, stay connected. Yes. Thanks, guys. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. The line dog is pretty short.
conservative connection with Corn and Crow. Come on, man. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.